Hello, my field daisies. Today, we have a very special guest on the podcast. Say hello, Jasmal. Hi. Yes. And um, it's going to be a very, very exciting episode. We're going to be talking about digital health, which I'm really, really excited about. But as you all know, we start off the podcast with a life lesson. And Jasmal, you said you had a life lesson. So what is it? Step back and slow down. Find the golf balls in your life and don't want yourself ragged with the pebbles in the sand. Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's roll the intro music. my field daisies like i mentioned we have a special guest on the podcast his name is jesmal desi and it's interesting because we've actually never met in real life <laughs> yeah like um so jesmal how do we know each other you know i was on linkedin as the normal people are and i saw a post by hp which is the company i'm currently interning at and i saw daisy and i was like oh she looks kind of cute. I'll message her. <laughs> and I was like, okay, hi. I work at HP. You work at HP. They tell us to network. Let's network. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. That's basically how it happened. And it's so funny because, um, I mean, you mentioned before you're an undergrad right now at Cal Poly, correct, in bioengineering? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad I remembered that. <laughs> but yeah. And, and then and I am getting my MBA in Masters of Information Systems. Why I bring that up is because, like, I think we're both millennials, right? So it's funny that, like, because I feel like only adults really connect on LinkedIn. Like, we have Instagram and, like, maybe Facebook and Snapchat and stuff. So it's funny. It's like, yeah, we met on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'll be honest. LinkedIn is probably the most social media I get. Really? Oh, wait. Okay, this is actually interesting. You don't have Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or anything? So I, I have all of those, but I don't like using them as much. Honestly, I feel like LinkedIn does a lot more for me than Snapchat, Instagram, and social media because my Instagram and my Snapchat were both made by people that weren't me. And my Facebook was made just so I could do like chats with like clubs because we have group chats. And that's kind of why I have Facebook. I think that's what our generation really uses Facebook now because I remember, because I guess I am a bit older than you. I remember back in the day, like we would post everything on Facebook. Like I literally had like a, like this is before smartphones. I had literally a camera, like a, like a tiny little, you know what I'm talking about? Like a camera. And I was always the friend in high school that made everyone take photos. So like my Facebook is full of like old photos from my like shitty camera from high school and stuff. I'm not sure if you did that. Did you do that in high school or did you have smartphones? I when I started high school, actually, when I started high school, my dad got me a the iPhone five had just came out. And my dad bought me a he he gave me a like flip phone to take to school, which um it charged by text. So five cents per text. And I had like something like 10 or $20 per month. And then one day, I got into a group chat. And that like depleted like half of my whole monthly allowance in like one day. <laughs> but then I had a smartphone and I would take pictures. That was when like selfies were really big. Yeah. I wasn't much of a selfieer just because I don't know, it felt kind of weird. Yeah. See, it's interesting because I didn't have a smartphone until after I got out of high school. Like I grew up where like we had razors and envies and 
we had the same problem where you only had a certain amount, like you had to pay per text. Like I remember literally back in high school, and I've told this on podcasts before, but you would literally text your tweets to Twitter, like text the hundred. And I think that's maybe like where the hundred forty characters came from or something. But yeah, it was pretty crazy. So wait, okay, wait. I want to backtrack really fast. You said that other people made your social media. Like, is that what you're saying? Like, someone made your Instagram for you? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, I gave my well, someone. I think it was my friend Adam. He like took my phone and just made me an account. Mm, that's really funny. And then for Snapchat, like my roommate, when I was a freshman in college, so like two years ago, he made, he just like, I was like, dude, I hate Snapchat. And he's like, dude, you need it. And I'm like, I'm not making it. Then he's like, I'll make it for you. And then he made it. And then a few weeks, like a few months later, he forgot the password. <laughs> and I didn't know the password. So I had to make a whole new one. So that was that was interesting. See, it's funny because I've definitely heard of people doing that for like their friends for like Tinder or Bumble. They're like, I'm going to make you a dating app and you're on it. But I've never really heard of someone doing that for Instagram and Snapchat. Yeah, um, I actually have made a I made a Tinder and a Bumble for my roommate. Yeah, see, it's a thing, right? It's a thing that people do. <laughs> it's really funny. Like on, when I first had Snapchat, like it was so stressful because I felt like I had to post something. And it was just like such a bad experience. It's like people were like snapping. I mean, it was the streaks. It was like maintaining a streak. The longest streak I've ever had was like 20 something days. And it's just like, I didn't, it was like so much pressure. It's like, oh, I got to send a snap. But then like people are just sending like black pictures with the S on it. And I'm like, what is the point? Okay. I think that might be a generational thing from us. Cause like my friends don't do that, but I know like my little cousin who just is graduated from high school. Yeah. Like streaks are really important. And it's funny because um, I think elevated, maybe it's not necessarily an age thing, but I don't really care too much about that. But I understand the pressure of streaks because like I was saying that like, oh, wow, I, I never really even thought about that because I would say there's more pressure to post on Instagram or something. But yeah, no, Snapchat does have that streak thing. So it is like that addicting factor, right? Of like, OK, we have to keep posting on this every day to get there. Yeah, that's how they get you. That's how you get the hook. My sister, she's six years younger than me, and like she's like super into streaks. Like, she watches everyone's story, but then like clicks like right away, like you know, just as if like you know, it's like a task, not really like oh, someone posted something. She just like clicks on everyone's story, which passes it. And the same thing for Instagram and Facebook stories. Just just clicks on them just to click, not really caring what other people post. So she clicks on them to see if to make sure that they know that she watched it rather than actually absorbing the content. Exactly. Wow. So interesting. That's interesting. Um, but I was going to say, I mean, that's actually a pretty good segue into Deite's topic of the podcast, which is digital health, because I definitely think, I mean, maybe I don't, I think I, I'm like, I hate saying it's an age thing because I don't necessarily think it's an age thing, but there are like social media addiction is real. There's papers done on social media addiction, you know? So I know Jasmine, you told me a little bit that you're actually doing a presentation on digital health for HP. Is that correct? Well, currently it's still in the works, but I think it'll come through. People like it and yeah, hopefully I can make it something that, you know, people will like be curious about and share with other people because I feel like it's an important topic especially since we all live in like a digital age where like the world is like taken over by smartphones and the internet and especially during COVID times too I mean everything is virtual um so okay (laughs) so I want you to give me your 
like log line or definition of what you think digital health means. Yeah, so my take on digital health or digital well-being is how you use uh, the internet and um, digital devices in a way that keeps you healthy and like keeps your mental health in a positive and healthy state, you know? Yeah, I love that. Um, Because I know we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but now it's really interesting that phones, not just Apple, I think Android phones as well, they show you how much screen time you spend, like, and they give you I don't know about you, but like on because I I have an iPhone and I think what what kind of phone do you have? I have a Samsung, but they still have like the same app timers and the whole screen time thing. With mine, it would give me notifications of oh your um, screen time went up by this percent or it went down by this percent, and you can set locks on your apps now. Like I literally have TikTok locked for thirty minutes because I have definitely gone down the rabbit hole. Three four hours of my life gone on TikTok. Like I'm not even joking. So, yeah, is that kind of what you mean by digital health, like um, limiting screen time, or is it something else? So, it's it is screen time. There's also kind of like how you use it, and it's important because people all over the world tell you how to use an app better to do more work, how to use a computer faster, how to find like a cooler app, how to make the most out of like your social media platform to like get more attention and stuff but no one's really talking about how to use it so that you're a healthier individual like you come out better after you've done something it's kind of more like a work thing where like you use technology more as a kind of a tool to like you know boost your career but not really how to like you know take care of yourself and i feel like especially now since everything's virtual people are spending so much more time on like the screen and it's very hard to like um, kind of understand like the impacts that doing this has on you. So in your presentation, are you talking more about like applications or ways you can make phones or laptops better in terms of promoting digital health? Or is it more so um, limiting the time you spend? Like I'm, I'm curious on what you're going to be talking about in your presentation. Yeah, it's a kind of a mix of both, but I feel like to really understand what it is, you kind of have to understand like how you've been affected. So like, I guess that kind of moves me, transitions me to like how we've been affected as as a society by like digital technology. And one of the things you've probably seen is um, your attention span. So like engaging with technology and mobile technology has has it completely diminished our attention spans and you can see it very often like let's say you're outside you know you're going to the mall like you're in someone's car like what are you gonna do <laughs> take out your phone right like you're waiting in line same thing you're just like taking out your phone and it kind of gets rid of what we call um, idle time which is just time you have to like just like you know like be bored because like i feel like boredom is just kind of essential to people because they kind of like lets you like you know, take a breath from like, take a breath from being online for so long, kind of like, lets you keep your thoughts in focused. Like I see this in myself too. Cause like when I'm like doing my like homework at college, I'll take a break, but my break is kind of just me on my phone. So my mind's not really ever free. And then that kind of like, I just switch between apps, you know, and it doesn't really like get much done. Switching between apps actually is like, deadly way of like delaying tasks and there's been a study done that says like task completions within your phone like 
unexpected interruptions from apps or phone calls can actually delay like task completion by up to four times the time it would normally take. That's crazy. I didn't, that's, that's insane. Like, and I, and I don't doubt it either because I definitely am a victim of, okay, I'll complete one sentence of a a report and I'm like, all right, this is good enough. I'm going to take a break and look at, you know, Snapchat or something. It's just, it's so, it's so easy to pick up your phone as the break time. Yeah, which is um, kind of how our attention span has decreased so much. It's because, you know, it's so easy to like get online and like watch a TikTok or like go on YouTube. We're not really giving ourselves a break just to be bored and like kind of just, you know, just take a step back and like kind of chill out. See, okay. And now I have a question for you. So imagine you're in, this is like, let's say like post COVID times and you're in like an awkward social situation, right? Like for example, like someone is like, you're on the bus or something and you're trying to avoid talking to someone. You know how you do the thing where you pull out your phone to look like you're busy. Do you do that? And I'm wondering, do you think people should not do that? I, let's see, like I do do that. I have done that in the past. But I mean, that's kind of like, you know, it's kind of not really, you're not doing it to um, be online. You're kind of just doing it to like, you know, so like get out of the situation. So, I mean, I think it's, I think we should do that. I think it's fine. It's a lot less awkward than like talking to like, I don't know, like let's see, you see your ex or something or like the guy you really dislike. It's like pretend it's not there. It's, it's more of like a social tactic than a, um, you know, than a technology thing. <laughs> I think it's a funny um, trope in a lot of film and movies and TV and stuff where if you're on a really bad date, you have a friend call you and pretend it's like an emergency or a family member is dying. I've seen that so many times in films. I've never done it in person, but like, I think that's kind of on like the similar, maybe not necessarily the similar vein as digital health, but I do think it's a funny thing that people will kind of use technology as a way to get out of a awkward social situation. Yeah. Although like going off a date, I feel like if you really, if you like really want to enjoy a date, just like leave your phone at home. Yeah. I feel that. Cause like I, not even necessarily a date, but whenever I'm in a social situation with friends or anything, like I'm the type of person that tries not to be on their phone because I want to be in that moment. You know, that being said, like, of course I have best friends where we hang out all the time that, you know, we hang out all the time. So we will scroll on our phones cause we're used to each other and we like show each other funny things. But I try not to do that in terms of like social situations in general. And I do think sometimes people are not like that way. Not no judgment, but some people just don't do that. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, you're doing a really good job then because like you like often like see like, oh, you're hanging out with your friends and like you're in the car or something. You're just like, you know, eating and you're just like on your phone. It's like, I mean, that kind of destroys the point of going out to like hang out, you know? Exactly. And I think it's so interesting, like, because imagine 100 years ago, 50 years ago, digital health, like that word would not have even been a thing. They'd be like, what is that? But now it's something that is so pertinent to the way that we function in society. Yeah, honestly, it's not even 50 years. It's like 20 years ago. Because <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's like very recent. And yeah, like, socializing has become really strange because um electronic communication is like just far less like meaningful and genuine than like you know a face-to-face and like there was like a ted talk by this um guy at harvard and like good he said that good relationships keep us happy and healthier especially like as we get older 
but um and like this is a quote from like um uh, a professor at mit and she said that like we are tempted to think that our little sips of online connection add up to a big gulp of real conversation basically like you can tweet as much as you want but you're not gonna get that like experience of like talking face to face with you know the daisy day yeah wow that that is very interesting because like think about it now though in the fact that we are in a global pandemic and do you think that's gonna shift because i feel like because right now we're recording obviously on zencaster but we're also looking at each other on zoom that does feel very like you know we're in the physical space even though we're not so do you think that's going to change especially like virtual reality and all these technologies you don't necessarily have to be like blood and flesh in the same room with someone um but that's just my opinion do you think it's different there are definitely more ways to interact socially as technology progresses and i feel like being at home for so long due to covid will probably like um make it easier for someone to like kind of just like set up a zoom meeting but I do feel like at the end of like at the end of the day, like you can have a Zoom meeting, you can have like a FaceTime, but it's not as fun as like going to your friend's house and just like you know like messing around, playing video games, you know, because like you miss all of like the you know like the you know like the face to face interactions, like the you don't see as much of like the body language. You can't like you know you can't like slap your friend on the back when you do something dumb either on Zoom, you know. Yeah, and definitely I think there is a different social cues, right? Because when you're in person, I think, yeah, this feels very real time. But when you're in person, it's even it's nanoseconds of real time uh, social cues. Uh, like, for example, right now we're trying to like pause between every time we say something to make sure the audio is good. You don't have to do that when you're in person. Yeah, also like with like online stuff, like if your internet's bad, like you're done. <laughs> you get booted out of the call. Absolutely. I definitely agree. I definitely think, I don't know, it's interesting because I think I think VR is very interesting technology. I will say I don't think it's necessarily advanced enough to replace, you know, real-time interaction because you can only spend maybe an hour in a headset before you start feeling dizzy. And so, yeah, it would be interesting to see if that technology progresses to where it does feel real-time. But until then, I mean, also, and I'm sure maybe uh, something I do want to ask you in terms of your digital health study, do you, do you talk about eye strain and physical fatigue when it comes to looking at a screen for so long? I, that's something I should include. I haven't really um, touched about that, but there is, uh, there's definitely issues with that. And I, I noticed it myself, like my first week of my internship, like I was very tired, like every day for like the first week. And I think it was partly because I was just sitting down, like looking at a screen all the time. And so now I'm like, I have like an adjustable desk that I like move up and down to like stand and stuff. And that's really helped me out more. And I feel like a lot, a huge part of it though, is because I have less Zoom meetings. Because Zoom meetings are a bit of a chore. Like they're exhausting. That's interesting. Two things. One, I also got a standing desk because I'm all, like, I was also feeling very the same of just sitting down all day is so ugh, like kind of exhausting. So like being able to lift my desk and stand, ugh, such a game changer. Um, 
But also, I I think almost the opposite because I I will ask you this: Do you think you're an introvert or extrovert? Because I actually get energy from meeting people on Zoom and connecting with people. But I think that's like this COVID nineteen has taught me that I am an extrovert because I get energy from that, right? Whereas I feel like introverted people get energy from having alone time. So I feel like I don't I don't really know what I am to be honest because <laughs> I've taken like the whole like. Um, the personality test and like I've gotten introvert and extrovert and I don't know it kind of also depends on my mood when I take the test I think I'm like a nice middle although I mean I reached out to you so that maybe that makes me an extrovert true true I guess yeah because I I definitely I definitely will say if I have five back-to-back zoom meetings then yeah I'm like I don't want to talk to anybody (laughs) like I am done talking for the day um but yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm glad you mentioned the standing desk because I also th- felt like that was a game changer for me and my internship. Um, for all those listeners that don't know, uh, we both interned at HP and it all it ended up being virtual this this year because of COVID, um, which is really interesting. What um what office were you supposed to be in again? You're not in Houston, right? I'm in um, Corvallis. Corvallis. That's right, Corvallis. Oh, man. That's kind of exciting, though. Were you excited to go to Corvallis? I was excited, but my family was like, no. Oh, they must have been happy that you ended up staying at home then. Yeah, they're, they're like, you know, something good came out of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there is something else that I really wanted to ask you, because I think there are a lot of apps and technology nowadays that promote digital health right? There's like meditation apps like Headspace and Calm and there's fitness tracker apps. Is that something that you consider to be good technology when it terms of creating technology that promotes digital health? Before we get into anything else, um, I do like technology. I feel like technology is great. And the apps like these are definitely very helpful to people. And kind of like what I'm targeting my presentation towards is kind of more like less you know less positive apps like headspace and stuff and it's more like geared towards like um like social media and like um stuff that gets kind of gets you like really like addicted to like um on the screen so i i do i actually have headspace on my phone and i kind of use that sometimes to like just to like clear my mind but i don't think anyone should like not use it I think like if you want to use it, you should definitely take it, and because it's hard to like get off the internet, because our lives are so dependent on it—school, work—you know, it's very intertwined. So I think apps like these are really good for you. Absolutely, I definitely think there is, you know, like for example, I use Headspace a lot as well. It's definitely—I think it was my first sincere shout out on episode one of the podcast. I was like, Headspace, it's great. Um, and I've been using it for a year now, but it was sort of on and off. I will say quarantine has, I literally have been pretty much meditating every day on Headspace, Headspace because of quarantine. <laughs> and honestly, it's really helpful. And that's something I think is really interesting about digital health is the fact that like I need, like I need my phone, like I need to be able to do the guided meditations. So I think there is like a, you know, like a dichotomy or like the, a yin yang factor of digital health, right? There, um, on one hand, there are apps like Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok that like 
time suck you and make you feel kind of icky after spending like three hours on there. Whereas there's apps like Headspace where you can spend 20 minutes and like your whole day is your whole perspective on the day is changed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think this is actually a good segue into sincere shout outs. So Jezwell, I did say that I do like to do sincere shout outs. Uh, This is our quote unquote ad breaks, but we don't have any ads because no one listens to this podcast. But that being said, do you have any products or any apps that you're using that you really want to shout out? Is it all right if I shout out like people? Absolutely. Yeah, um, I like to shout out um, Andrew Yang. Maybe you've heard of him? No. <laughs> he ran for president. Oh, wait. I think I might know who you're talking about. What, what was his slogan? There was a slogan that he has. It was like, uh, thousand, it was a freedom dividend, $1,000 a month to everyone. Yes, yes. Okay, actually, I do know who that is. Why do you want to shout him out? He's, honestly, I really respect him. He's done a really good job. He, um, well, he did a really good job in like talking about like the current stuff. And he's really well educated. Like he was talking about AI while all the other politicians were talking about like, I'm going to beat Trump. And so he had like really good ideas. Um, I'd say the only reason he really lost is because like the other ones were, guys were old and they had more support. But um, he actually has a podcast as well. I think it's called Yang Talks. But he's like um, very modern. He's like only 40 years old. He really knows what he's talking about. And like, he kind of like his whole premise, what he ran on was like the stuff we see now, like unexpected situations like COVID, like a thousand dollars a month for every citizen really would have helped. Like so many companies and so many people would have like been so much more better off if they had like some more like dispensable income to like maybe pay for rent or like kind of like keep them like holding on while they're looking for a new job. Absolutely. Like I, I definitely 100% agree. And I, now that you mentioned who Andrew Yang is, like I definitely remember seeing his platform and stuff. And honestly, yeah, it's the other guys maybe were like more seasoned or old, but also he's Asian. No, Maybe US is, I don't think, ready for an Asian US president. And that's just the bloody sad truth, you know. So but definitely Yang talks. People should check that out for sure. Also, another okay. Now that I'm now it's coming back to me, I think. And tell me if this is true. I think I saw this, uh, uh, maybe like J- Jimmy Fallon or some sort of uh, talk show video where Andrew Yang was on it, and they were like interviewing people, and they're like, "Do you know who he is?" And they're like, "Kind of, yeah." And it was him doing it, and they're like, "It's actually me." And they're like, "What?" Like it's like that. I feel like that's why I don't know people. Like maybe he just didn't do the right publicity, but I thought that was a really funny video, and I think it exists. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think it was on a Netflix show called Patriot, um, the Patriot Act or something. It was on the Patriot Act. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And they, they pretended they were just like, <laughs> he was like, hey, do you know who I am? And they were just like, no. And he was the one interviewing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's That was really funny because this guy's like, he's like, yo, like, I think the, is the host's name Hassan? Is that his name? Yeah, I think it's Hassan. Um. I mean, I'm sure if we say Patriot Patriot Act, everyone has a phone. Just Google it; you'll know who the who the guy is. He's from India, right? Yes, I think so. Yes, I think so as well because he makes a lot of references. Yeah, and it was really funny because like he was like talking to other like Indians and like Asians. They're like, "Would you vote for like the 
like would you vote for an asian president they're like oh, like yes like oh my god like their eyes were lit up because they're talking to the host and he was like well here he is like the first like one of the first asian like candidates for presidency yeah that's really funny because i think that's where i recognize him from um <laughs> but yeah okay so to and i hate to wrap it up but i do want to wrap up the podcast and say okay I am so confused about your life lesson. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was like waiting this entire podcast to ask, but I think that was a good time as any. Can you please explain what you're talking about? Yeah. Um, if we have some time. Yeah. There's kind of a story about it. No, honestly, we have all the time in the world. Like, trust me, like take take as, much, as long as you need. Okay. Yeah. So it's a story about a, um, a professor and his class. So... I'm not sure. I think it was like a real life thing, but a professor's like this experiment, like a thought experiment in his class. He stood before his philosophy class with some stuff in front of him. He picked up like this huge jar and filled it up with golf balls. Then he asked students if it was full. They said it was full. So then the professor picked up a box of pebbles and he poured them into the jar. He shook the jar and the pebbles rolled into the open areas. He then asked the students again, if the jar was full they said yes and then he picked up a box of sand and poured it into the jar and the sand filled in all the cracks and then he once more asked if the jar was full and the students said yes then the professor took out two cups of coffee from underneath the table he poured the entire contents of the coffee into the jar and it filled up all the remaining space now the professor said, like, I want you to recognize that this jar represents life. The golf balls are the important things. Your family, your children, your health, your friends, and your favorite passions. Things that if everything else was lost and they only remained, your life would still be full. The pebbles are the other things that matter, like your job, your house, your, and your car. And the sand is everything else like the small stuff. If you put the sand into the jar first, there is no room for the pebbles or the golf balls. And the same goes for life. If you spend all your time and energy on the small stuff, you will never have room for the things that are important to you. Pay attention to the things that are critical to your happiness. Play with your, play with your children. Go get some medical checkups. Take your partner out to dinner. Or, you know, play games. There's always time to like fix your car, fix your house, or you know, add another project onto your workload. Take care of the golf balls first because that's what really matters. Set your priorities because the rest is just sand. And then once he was done saying that, a student asked what the coffee represented. And the professor said, I'm glad you asked. It just goes to show you that no matter how full you think your life is, there's always room for a couple of coffees with a friend. Oh my god! Wow, I lit—I'm not even kidding. I have like goosebumps. That's like—that's literally better than any life lesson that I've ever given on this podcast. That's wow. That was really good, and I definitely think it ties in with the whole podcast about digital health as well. Because if you spend your whole life trying to get that IG worthy feed, right? You're trying to get like Instagram goals feed. I don't think that's necessarily going to satisfy you as much as. Like you said, focusing on the things that really matter, right? The friends, the family, the things that if you focus on that first and then add in, you know, 
the Instagram and the social media and all that stuff, I think you'll probably have a more fulfilling life, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why I like this um, story so much because it kind of explains on that. Yeah, it's so funny because I've never really even thought about it like that. Because like when you said it in the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm really confused. <laughs> but I'm going to wait until the end of the podcast to ask you. But wow, that's that's so amazing. It's and I, def- I definitely think that people need to hear it. Right? I think it, it's I think a lot of times. Um, especially in the digital age that we live in, people want that 15 minutes of fame so desperately. They want to go viral. They want to go viral on TikTok. They want to have that that instant fandom, right? Um, But I definitely think that's sand material. It's not necessarily golf ball material, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, awesome. Well, Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Um, we're definitely gonna have to we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to do a part two or something and talk about culture or talk about something else. But is there anything else you'd like to say before we have to go? Yeah, um, I just want to give like um, some suggestions on how you can use the internet a little better. Um, try yeah, try to limit like um, screen time to two hours of use for recreational stuff. Um, Try not to multitask because multitask just ends up distracting you more and kind of gets less work done. So try doing tasks like successively rather than concurrently. Cut down on social media. Um, 30 minutes a day is a really good amount, like a really good and healthy amount, which will decrease loneliness and depressive symptoms. And there's been studies on that as well. And you can use social media positively in that time to like post kind and true content, follow people that make you happy, establish a growth mindset to like grow from other people and pay attention to your life and um, kind of um, learn how to um, navigate through tricky and fake media by like asking yourself like who creates this like what is being used to like attract my attention how might people interpret this differently like whose views am i viewing and why is this message being sent this can help you um, kind of figure out what you're reading why you're reading it is it true who's qualified to talk about this and it kind of just makes you more educated as you surf the web and those are my suggestions thank you for having me that's so awesome uh this is like okay this is definitely one of the favorites my favorite podcast has ever recorded just because i love media as you know i mean of course i have this media podcast but i think the topic of digital health it's talked about but i don't think it's talked about enough so thank you so much for like in like encouraging by however many listeners on this podcast uh, and educating them on digital health like for real thank you yeah i'll i'll forward it to my friends maybe they'll want to check it out (laughs) you should you should because like i said i mean it's on spotify apple and google so you can listen to it on all the platforms but all right let's wrap this little podcast up thank you again and as always Love y'all. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a daisy-ish day. Girl.